Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, here we are in uh, May, and we're processing the covenant. Uh, talked last time quite a bit yesterday, uh, actually. Uh, so if you missed it, go back and get reiterated about don't let the <laughs> don't don't let what's going on in the world cause you to think that God can't deliver the covenant. Because uh, right. he, he said that's I don't I don't depend on on uh, the world being uh, good. It's I'm good, and I can make things happen. You know, and right. so. Uh, it's been that way ever since. We just read, actually, the last time about um, where Israel had actually fallen away. And in essence, uh, and this is a kind of a simple way to understand it, but see, God says, my heart and my ability is to deliver the covenant. I'm going to make you, uh, I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. Right. Uh, it's absolute. It's, it's, my, it's my contract with you. Uh, I want you to receive it as who I am. Uh, and part of it is out of the love and the goodness of who he is, uh, that I have plans for a hope and a future not to harm you. Right. Uh, so he said, my, that's my heart. <clears throat> and, and he said, because I'm not just a sophisticated, skilled person mm-hmm. that can manage things well. It's that I created all this. <laughs> Right. Uh, and I know your circumstances. Yes, you're living in a, wor- a wicked world. Yes, you're living in a, a world that has fallen apart. Yes, uh, there's self-centeredness. But my kingdom is superior. Now, remember, you got to join me in my kingdom because that's where it happens, by surrendering my will to his um, as a little child. And then he said, uh, I can deliver it to you so that he says that, don't look at life as a just a series of luck or not luck, or mm-hmm. some good circumstances, some bad. Uh, he said, remember where you're living. It's in a wicked world. In the world, you're going to have... Going to have trouble. Trouble, uh, pressure, difficulty, sticky mm-hmm. things, um, things that don't work well, uh, partly because that's the nature of the world. Right. Just itself. So everything left alone is falling apart, as we all know. Um, and, you know, you can probably, all of us have have passed by or had a place in our neighborhood where somebody had either moved out and let it go uh, or it just was sitting around. Well, over a couple of years, it fell apart. <clears throat> Absolutely, uh, yeah. And it's just everything. Time is never kind to the things that we don't tend to, right? (laughs) Because the world is under this aspect of destruction, would remember, which is the nature of the enemy. And then on top of it, we're we're surrounded by self-centered people, right? Uh, And self-centered people want their way, and and if you're in the way, I'm going to come against you. I'm going to run through you. I'm going to ignore you. I'm going to. I don't care what you think, feel, and believe. I'm going to. I'm going to try to implement what I think. And so that causes, <laughs> causes us trouble. 
because, well, it's not in sync with what would be good, what we would consider to be good, even with the heart to be good. Well, and by the way, it's, it's hard for us to fathom this, particularly with other believers, because if we kind of have a sense of I'm equitable, fair, generous, I'm happy to talk to somebody, I'm happy to process with somebody, I'm happy to try to make it work for them uh, while I'm trying to make it work for me, that's kind of how uh, a, a follower of Christ thinks or should think. Well, there's a lot of people, quote, identified as Christians or in the church that are the complete opposite of that. Uh, right. Now, they say they're Christians, but they're, it's like, no, I'm sure they don't think that way. Well, yeah, they do. And, and interesting enough, we had the story uh, of this couple that was uh, in uh, uh, May, middle of May, middle of April. Uh, mm. They shared that uh, as they were, in, and I'd urge you to go back and listen to their story, but they shared that they were shocked at well-meaning Christians who treated them really poor, poorly um, without any thought about, well, why don't we process this together? It's that I don't like it, and I'm going to do this against you. Right. And they were overwhelmed by it. Uh, so we're, we're, we're facing a world like that, uh, and God says... None By the way, that's because sin nature is in there too, because that doesn't mean that some of those people were not Christians. No, no, um, no But no. we are works in progress that God is continually refining as we surrender and allow him to do the work in us. Yeah, and remember yeah. that um, uh, it's whether we're following him or we're following the flesh. And remember, yes. Paul says this default is the flesh. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do what I want to do. He said, well, then you, you, in essence, put to death the Holy Spirit. It's not literally to death, but you, you act as if it is. Right. Uh, you can't please me. You can't please God. Right. And you're at enmity against God. At enmity, right. Uh, now, that's a believer. See, that's a, a believer. Mm -hmm. So, uh, And that's yet, nowhere I want to be. <laughs> no. We have the potential, you know, to do it. Uh, I taught with uh, Henry Blackaby uh, many, many years together. We taught together. And uh, one thing he said, he said he travels all over the world. And he said, one thing I was shocked about. He said that most believers that I came across act like practical atheists. Uh, he, he couldn't imagine that. Why? You know, I thought you were a follower of Christ, but you're acting as, in essence, as if you're not because you're deciding everything in the natural. Right, um, right. Which is what an atheist does. It's like, you know, I don't, I don't really care about God. I'm going to go do my thing. And, and as a believer, he says, why would you not care, <laughs> care about God? The right. God of the universe that wants to talk to you. Uh, so anyway, we're, we're in this section of, well, there's an obligation on our part to fill our part of the deal. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a covenant. I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. God said, I'm ready to deliver it. And by the way, don't let the crummy stuff of the world, inflation and all these crazy stuff that's going on in our world, keep you from thinking that I can't deliver it. I'm going to deliver it. Right. You know, so come and follow me. And we talked last time about uh, Asa and uh, Hezekiah that they did what was right uh, before God, and we talked about that that meant listening, uh, have a heart to follow, and then when you got instruction and what God wanted you to do, they fulfilled it, um, and they said they had great prosperity. Well, let's look at this next uh, uh, story. So it's a little bit long, but it's, it's worthy of talking through. Second uh, Chronicles uh, 15, 1 to 15. Now the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded, 
And he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Hear me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. For a long time Israel has been without the true God, without a teaching priest, and without law. But when in their trouble they turned to the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found by them. And in those times there was no peace to the one who went out, nor to the one who came in, but great turmoil was on all the inhabitants of the lands. So nation was destroyed by nation and city by city, for God troubled them with every adversity. But you be strong and do not let your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. And when Asa heard these words and the prophecy of Oded the prophet, he took courage and removed the abominable idols from all the land of Judah and Benjamin and from the cities which he had taken in the mountains of Ephraim, and he restored the altar of the Lord that was before the vestibule of the Lord. Then he gathered all Judah and Benjamin and those who dwelt with them from Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon. For they came over to him in great numbers from Israel when they saw that the Lord his God was with him. So they gathered together at Jerusalem in the third month, in the fifteenth year of the reign of Asa. And they offered to the Lord at that time seven hundred bulls 7, 000, and seven thousand sheep from the spoil they had brought. Then they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord God of their fathers with all their heart and with all their soul. And whoever would not seek the Lord God of Israel was to be put to death, whether small or great, whether man or woman. Then they took an oath before the Lord God with a loud voice, with shouting and trumpets and ram, ram's horns. And all Judah rejoiced at the oath, for they had sworn with their, all their heart and sought him with all their soul. And he was found by them, and the Lord gave them rest all around. Yeah. That's a cool story. Uh, so wow. this is this is the uh, you know kind of the detail uh, between what mm-hmm. we read in Second uh, uh, Chronicles. It was um, when he said he did right. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, this is how it came about, and um, what in essence, why why did he seek to do right? It's kind of interesting. What motivated him to seek to do right? What had, what had happened? I think he saw that there was trouble everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> yeah. We, we must, something's not right. No, here. <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't working out too well. And something isn't right. Mm-hmm. And um, he, uh, as he processed it, God said, remember what I've told you is that uh, I'm going to deliver the covenant if you have a heart to follow me. Uh, and I absolutely will deliver you the covenant, and you can be assured of it. However, if you reject it by not following me, and you follow things that aren't me, and by the way, that's just self-centeredness. I'm going to go do what I want to do. Uh, he said it's not going to go well for you. And so th- there's think about, and it's kind of a what I call a double-barrel shotgun. It's a double-barrel approach. So he says... Uh, remember you're in the world so they're in the world fundamentally forgetting about whether they're with God or not right uh, are they going to have trouble yes yes <laughs> so the only reason that we can uh, uh, live the joy through the trouble is that God performs the covenant and he does things to protect us uh, and keep us safe and keep us joyful. He doesn't say I take you out of it, but I'll move you through it. So that the double barrel is, if you if you walk away, he says, well, I withhold 
everything that I could do for you, then right. now you're going to have trouble in the world because you're, you're now exposed to the consequences of the world, which is kill, steal, and destroy. Right. And by the way, it's relentless, and, yeah. Satan, and Satan's coming after you 100% of the time, all the time, and he's got a lot of self-centered people in the world, governors and governments and, and all kinds of stuff that's coming against you. And even that, I think, as you describe that, there's people that would question, well, how can a good God, you know, allow that? And I think we're reminded that in his goodness, his heart is to bring us to repentance. Right. So he's not going to let us stay, you know, if we're his children, he does not want us to stay walking in the, the trouble of the world. He wants us to step into what he has for us and to let him lead us through the trouble and still deliver covenant life even in the midst of it. Yeah, and think of um, the... Uh, but he will let us feel the repercussions of our choices. Yeah, and... You and know, think because of, he wants to draw us to repentance. Exactly, and think of the... Uh, uh, if you just step back a minute and said, okay, let's say... He says, this, you don't need to follow me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you whatever you need anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would be blessed anyway. Well, then what, interesting enough, what would we do? We would just walk on our own. We wouldn't stay with we would, him. We wouldn't even consider it. Right. Why, why, why would we? Hey, we're getting blessed because of what mm-hmm. I want to do anyway, which is my bent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll just do that. So he says, and this is, this is what people need to understand, is he can't do it. It's not that he doesn't want to, and it's not that he's purposely not a loving God. It's that he's holy God. And he says, it's kind of simple in a way. <laughs> right. He says, I'm God and you're not. <laughs> right. And my creation can't flip it to mm-hmm. where you want me to worship you. And, and you would want God to worship you by saying, do what I need, do what I want. Right, and right. And I'm in charge. He says, I can't, I can't let you do that. He said, interesting enough, I, I love you so much that I actually do not allow you to do that because if you did, and by the way, think about in essence, uh, and we can observe it with uh, the world history Mm -hmm. where people completely walked away from God and what happened, Uh, complete chaos, complete uh, falling apart, complete failure, uh, complete adversity, complete off, I, you know, I, just, I just feel the sense of awfulness that is there because God isn't there. Um, right. And that's what would happen. He said, well, then you, you're basically worshiping the enemy and not me, and I can't let you do that. He said, because, and this actually has to do with the covenant, because um, my heart, God speaking, is to, is to give you what? To give you covenant. To give you blessing, to make you a blessing. Mm-hmm. And I can deliver it. And I'm inviting you to receive it through your walking with me because what? I know more than you. Right. I know how to deliver this. I know how to put you in the right place at the right time with the right people. Uh, and you come. And that's why there's a double barrel here because he says, not only do I then just kind of release you into the world where it's, where it's not going to be good. Secondly is I'm actually, God says, I'm actually causing more to happen. Okay, now now you said it. Why? Right. Because he wants to bring us to repentance. Okay. His heart is to be with us. 
and to be in that covenant relationship with us. Okay. That is his heart. So, so he says, I'm, 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 my goal is to, for you to repent. Mm-hmm. Now, why? What, what, is, what is repentance and what, what is his purpose for that? Really, the repentance is a turning, it's a turning around, yeah. you know, um, but it's a turning around and really stepping back into the kingdom. Yeah. And just where his will is best and none better, but he wants us with him. He, yeah, because, you know, he desires above all else. You see it time and time again throughout the scriptures. His heart is to be with us more than it is to use us or do anything in and through us. It is to be with us. Yeah. But that requires repentance and yeah. staying with him in the kingdom. Yeah. And he says, you know, that I'm God and I live in the kingdom. I'm king. Um, repentance. I'm, I'm trying to actually get you to a spot mm-hmm. where you say, you know, why do I want to live in this pigsty? You know, right. I think right. I think I'm going to go back to my dad's house, even if it just means I get to be there as a servant and I don't even mm-hmm. get the privileges of being his child anymore. I don't care. This is crazy. And that's right. what God has says. Do you do you understand? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you come back? And by the way, not only do you get to come back, I then immediately restore everything to you. Let's go. And 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 then he he saw it. He said, "I recognize something. When we followed God, we got blessing. When we didn't, we did we did not." Right. He, he said, "I kind of see the clarity of that. It's not that complicated." So I'd like to go back to that. <laughs> so I think you know what would you have me do? I want you mm-hmm. to tear these things down. I want you to get rid of this stuff. I want you to come follow me. I want you to come enjoy me. And by the way, and there's a this is a hard you know uh, a verse. Uh, anybody that doesn't kill him, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and remember, uh, it's it's true. It's absolute. Uh, but what what God is saying is that um, in your circle, um, kill him means. Do not let them participate with you in your walk with me because it's going to hamper your ability to follow me. We'll actually see a couple verses here of what's, what's kind of important with that, uh, of, of why he says this. But um, it was harsh. It was true. They, they actually fulfilled it. But for us uh, believers in the New Testament, it's not saying physically kill them. It's saying, right. it's saying do not allow them to do life with you. Right. Um, because I need you to walk with me. I need you and your spouse to need, walk with me. I need you and your children, if you can, to walk with me. I need you and your inner circle to walk with me. Which, by the way, uh, for most people, uh, since our, our families are so kind of dysfunctional and many aren't following God, our new family is really what? Our small group. Right. Uh, the people that have other a heart, abiding believers, other abiding yeah. believers that now become our family, because together we're what seeking mm-hmm. God together, which is what he's saying is, well, for the nation that you're over, mm-hmm. it wasn't just you. What did he say? I want everybody to join you in that, and and you're a group, and your group will be blessed if you follow me, and it wasn't just on your back; it's on everybody. So. In essence, invite people that are going to come. Let's go. And the ones that aren't going to come, don't let them come. Uh, it's, a, it's a really interesting uh, truth, you know, that he asked about this. Uh, and he said, all I want you to do is what? Seek me. Just seek me. <laughs> right. Uh, follow what I have to say. Seek me. 
uh, and uh, put together your circle, your people that are going to be part of your life with hearts to go as well. Um, and by the way, that's my invitation. To, and, uh, and think about this. Do they have to be perfect at it? No. No, it's all about the heart. It's all about you your know? heart. So that as I invite people um, you know, to move forward, it doesn't really matter to me how awful they've gotten or where they've been or what uh, their awful situation is. It's really simple. Do you have a heart to go? Right. Uh, and in fact, because we all are sinners and are all in process with God, there's ugliness in all of us wherever yeah. we're at in our journey. So yeah. that's yeah. you know, we're, we are all flawed. The good news. Um, the but good news. the heart. Yeah. The heart to go is what we're looking yeah. at. Yeah. And see, that's what he. That's what he said. Is I took away. This is in Colossians chapter two. I removed the requirement mm -hmm. and nailed it to the cross. Or what was the requirement? Perfection. Right. He said, well, you actually don't need to be perfect. Interesting enough, he says, actually, what I need you to do, just be with me. When? Mm -hmm. Today. Yeah, but I got a lot of, I know. He says, I know. Yeah, but I, I'm doing, I'm not doing, I'm doing a lot of things I've done wrong. I know. Just today. Just I'm with me. Come on. <laughs> Seek me. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll show you what to do. Uh, and I'll bring you peace. I'm going to bring you mm -hmm. rest. I'm going to bring you a wholeness, uh, restoration. Uh, and you'll, while you're walking with me, again, what am I going to do? And this is why we, we talked about this before. Uh, it's step by step by step. You can't go any right. other way. You're on a path. He doesn't say, well, I need you to be perfect in everything that I've ever written. He says, I'll show you this stuff. Yeah. And in uh, fact, when we start getting in that mode, we get into performance mode. Right. Instead of intimacy mode. That's right. You know, right. And we need to really be careful of that. Yeah, and that's where the love is, is that he said, um, I can only deliver to you when you're walking with me, and I really, mm -hmm. I really need you to be with me. And, and then see, for him, it's like, why wouldn't you want to? Right. Okay, now, now think about that. A lot of Christians, in a sense, say, no, I really don't want to. Okay, now think about why. Because, and you said it, if you were a loving God, Mm -hmm. then my tr I wouldn't have this trouble. So they're uh, not truly trusting who he is. Well, it's that they haven't experienced who he is. Mm -hmm. So that if I don't experience that, and I haven't learned that he's faithful and trustworthy and that the mm -hmm. covenant is so, if I'm told it's supposed to be that way, but I don't experience that way, I basically say, well, then why would I even care about it? Right. Um, I guess this is the way life is, and I see most pe most believers having the same problems I did. Um, mm -hmm. And there's sixty percent of the Christian marriages are getting divorced, and there's more that are separated, and uh, there's families that aren't getting along, and there's conflict, and there's all kinds of stuff. And they say, "Well, it seems to me that's the way everybody is." Mm -hmm. And if God were so loving, wouldn't, wouldn't he take, it look different? Wouldn't yeah. he look, look different? Um, and so because of my experience, you just said it, I don't trust God. Mm -hmm. Why? I've never learned to. Uh, so that, um, you know, if I said to you, uh, hey, Kathy, we're going to tape uh, at noon mm -hmm. uh, Eastern time. Uh, so, you know, get ready. Right. Uh, and, you, and you show up on the Zoom, but I never show up. Right. Uh, 
what would you how you know what would you say? I would when begin I, to think you weren't trustworthy of yeah. the things that you've said. Yeah. yeah. So that if I if I say, well, hey, tomorrow we'll do it at noon, but I didn't show up today. And by the way, I never even called you. I didn't mm-hmm. tell you. You just sat there. Uh, well, I guess he ain't coming. So right. okay. Well, tomorrow I said I'm going to come, but I don't come. Pretty soon, what's your viewpoint toward me? You can't trust me. Right. Uh, so the problem is, is that that's how I'm operating my system. Mm-hmm. Is that is that it's? I thought God said in the Word mm-hmm. that He's going to bless me to make me a blessing. But I'm not experiencing that, so that's right. He so must not be trustworthy. With he it. said He said it. Yes, He said it. But we didn't understand, well, what does that mean? How does that mm-hmm. occur? And what's required of that to occur? Just like uh, Asa, he recognized, wait a second. If I continue not to follow God, I'm, even though he promises me to, to bless me, but if I choose not to follow him, you know what? I see it. I'm not going to be blessed. I think, right. you know what? And by the way, he didn't, he, this is the first time he had learned this. Hmm. Now think about that. It wasn't like, oh yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've done this before. It's like, as far as I can tell, we're not blessed. Right. And, and his, his question was really simple. How come? Right. Well, God says here, let's get, get in the word. Let me show you what, what, why. And I'll show you. Yeah. Um, uh, and then he, oh, okay. Well, therefore... Mm-hmm. Since you said it, I haven't experienced it, but because you said it, well, then I think I'm going to go that way. Mm-hmm. Okay, now he went that way. What did he experience? He experienced the blessings. And then what did he understand? That God was trustworthy. Trustworthy. <laughs> you know, and, and That uh, grew his trust. He said, you know what? As for me and my house, Mm-hmm. We're going to we act, we're, serve, we're gonna Lord, serve yeah. this way because what we discovered, and this is really important, we discovered it's true. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it true. I wondered if it's true. I even doubted if it's true. Right. But I discovered it's true. Well, and it's funny. I, I think of that question that I've heard you ask before of, yeah, how's that working yeah, for you? Yeah, how's that working for you? You yeah. know, sometimes when we stay in our own will and our own way over and over and over again, and it's not going so well, and it's really just a matter of, you know, well, how how is that working for yeah. you? Yeah. Why don't you try? What do you have to lose to try stepping in and trying God's way? Yeah. And, you know? Yeah. And so uh, when people, and, and I would say just 90% of the people I come across, believers, this is their perspective of it doesn't seem to me, particularly when you can start to talk to them, that God is that good. And if, 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 if he was so loving and so caring and able and controlling, then wouldn't he deliver that to me? Um, and I said, well, take that. And why don't you ask the, the question, is there something not right that I don't understand of, as to why that doesn't occur? And look at it the other direction. Like, maybe I need to learn something here. Right. Um, and so I say to him, I completely understand how you feel. You've been taught that God is in control. You're a child of God. He's in control. Well, therefore, if he's in control, he ought to be able to do what? 
deliver solve everything everything you, you yeah. need, solve mm-hmm. everything you got. Never have you have you experienced the, the tough stuff, but you have. Right. So uh, would you consider that maybe something's not right in what you understand? Right. Um, but I then can, there's also that side, you know, say that very thing you'll, sometimes the tough stuff is exactly what he needs to step us through to get to his will. You know, you look at Jesus on the cross. Sure. And and that had to actually occur, you know, and at the moment there was nothing joyful about that. Yet what God was, he was enduring that for the joy set before him. He knew what was coming. Yeah. You well, know, and trusted God with that. Remember, it's not exempting you from trouble. It's that right. I, I will bring you back into covenant life through the trouble and I guarantee it mm-hmm. and I, it's absolute I'm, I am going to bless yes. you to make you a blessing so um, it's not that he takes us out of that place but he, he right. in that place he's superior to the problem uh, so right. what I say is I understand uh, and I can appreciate completely how you feel would you be willing to consider that maybe there's something you don't know that God would like to show you to prove to you that it's real, just like it did with Asa, is he discovered this is true. Right. How? I'm going to follow what he says, and I'm going to I'm going to stop having our country not following what he says, because I believe he's going to bless us. I don't know right. that. And by the way, as he does that, and then the people, the surrounding lands see. A, you know, a, a nation who's actually following and stepping into God's best, and then they're seeing the blessings. God is glorified in that, right. and a greater realm of people are then able to begin a journey with God and and start to see why they would trust Him too. Right. That's right. That's right. So, um, uh, then would you be have a heart to to seek God in a different way? And by the way, I can tell you, the covenant's so. And the issue you got, God will resolve it. Uh, 100%, I'll guarantee it, which blows people away. Uh, I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know all that it's going to look like. I just know he will. So let's go. And let me help you learn the truth. And see, when when Asa learned the truth, he said, you know what? It's it's so, and since it's so, and I've learned the truth, (laughs) what did he do? I think I'll keep doing this. <laughs> right, right. I think I'll keep seeking God because it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what we're trying to say, is that you can trust God. He's going to deliver it. There is a condition, and it's you got to follow him. you right. got to seek him. you got to be willing to be obedient to his instruction, which is best and none better, not to prove him out, but rather to invite you to the great things that he has for you, and you're going to have to be with him. Um, and it's about will because that's our problem. All about surrender, right? Our sin nature is the problem because of Adam and Mm -hmm. Eve. And Christ overcame it uh, and said, let me give you a heart to follow my will and live out the beautiful life that I have for you. So we'll we'll pick this up again uh, tomorrow. But uh, really encourage you to consider that, even just reread that story in Mm -hmm. 2 Chronicles 15 and just look at, at Asa. I mean, keep remembering the perspective as he didn't know this experientially. As far as he was concerned, mm-hmm. things were always awful. And that he realized, oh my gosh, I, I think I'm gonna learn this. Let me, I'm gonna go discover this. And he found out it's true and, and then he lived that way. Uh, so it's, it's really pretty cool. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing. As always, it's a joy to get in the word with you and just yeah. hear the wisdom. It's fun. So thanks for joining us, everyone, and have a great afternoon. Yep, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.